1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I've been replaying aspects of Joe Manchin's interview last night, the West Virginia Senator with Brett Barrett. We would not have the Inflation Reduction Act, nor would we have had the victory party yesterday at the White House. On the day that the Dow tanked 1,200 points and that you lost thousands, maybe tens of thousands, in your retirement account, uh, we would not have had that without Joe Manchin signing on to the Inflation Reduction Act, which he admits, and everyone admits, will not reduce inflation, particularly because since they passed the Inflation Reduction Act, Joe Biden, with a stroke of his pen, wiped away a half a trillion to a trillion dollars in student debt. So spend, 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 which has never been the formula for ending inflation. It has quite the opposite been the formula for raising inflation, increasing inflation. And that's why we see what we see at the grocery store and elsewhere in our society. wait, Wait till we get a taste of the heating prices this winter. Wait until we have to heat our homes this winter. Electricity costs are through the roof right now. Wait till you get your bill for heating your home with gas or electric this winter. So, Manchin goes on Brett Bear, and he's explaining himself on why he signed on to the Inflation Reduction Act, which he said he would not do, he would not... He even said he walked away from a scrum of reporters one time when they asked him about Build Back Better, and he said, Build Back Better is over. Well, it wasn't over. He wrote this bill. He said it last night on Brett Bear. He wrote the Inflation Reduction Act to, he said, get more domestic energy production. But... What will lead to more domestic energy production is relaxed standards on how oil companies are given permits to drill domestically for oil. Does that sound like something that Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the rest of their environmental freaks in Congress are going to go for? No, it does not. So Joe Manchin is uh, saying now... In the cuts I played before the break, well, well, I'm counting on my Republican friends to vote for it because after all, they're for domestic energy production. So pick up the conversation between Brett Baer and Joe Manchin on that count.
2: So going into this, when you did this big, mm-hmm. you know, buying into this whole negotiation, you're well, I'm going to get this through with Republicans? When Bill Back Better, when I basically could not go with Bill Back Better and I told him, there's not going to be this type of a legislation, I can't sign on, I'm sorry. And that went on. I got beat up for over a year on this, Brett. No, and then it came April and I saw what's happening with energy, the war in Ukraine the things that's going on around the world and us asking other people to do what we're not doing for ourselves and that's when i said we need to do an energy bill and to schumer's to his credit he says you're chairman of the energy committee you have a staff Why don't you start writing? And I said, you probably won't like it because it's going to be very balanced. I've got to have fossil. We do it better. And I will invest in clean technology. We have a responsibility. What if Schumer or Pelosi can't find the votes to pass the continuing resolution with this plan in it? What happens? Are you willing to shut down the government if it doesn't happen? I won't be shutting it down because I'm voting for it. Now, the people that vote against it. Now, you ask me, my Republican friends, I really, truly, in my heart of hearts, believe that I have enough. Great common sense Republicans that says, listen, the IRA is behind us. That bill is over. It's Mm. already been signed. The IRA is behind us. The Inflation Reduction
1: Act is behind us. Me greenlighting $80 billion for an expansion of an armed IRS so they can come after you and torment you the way they are now tormenting Donald Trump with the DOJ and Mike Lindell with the DOJ and other Trump associates. That's all behind us. Let's smile and be friends. After all, I've wiped the blood off my hand from stabbing you in the back by signing the Inflation Reduction Act and plunging us into more inflation. Please, now, Republican friends, sign on to my liberalized permitting bill so I can look good to my West Virginia constituents. I mean, the nerve of this guy. The nerve of this guy, first of all, in how stupid, stupid he was to get played by AOC and by Bernie and by Pelosi and by Schumer. There's no way this permitting bill is going to pass unless, as Brett Baer said, it passes only because it's contained in a continuing resolution to keep the government running. And you say, well, you know, maybe they'll force it that way. But is this how we should be doing business in Washington? That you're forced to sign something you don't want to sign, which is the case with Manchin and which would be the case with AOC and Bernie, on the permitting, you're forced to sign something you don't want to sign because it's glommed on to something else that you can't live without. This is how we get to a dysfunctional Washington. This is why we need. One subject bills, one subject, nothing else, no add-ons, no pork, no additional stuff. Th- this interview just thoroughly disgusts me because it, ex- it it displays everything dysfunctional about Washington.
2: For people at home, we're talking yes. about the inside politics, right. about how to get these deals done. They look at what they're seeing at the table, and inflation is not slowing. And this CPI report was bad today. Brett, I said a year and a half ago, and no one paid attention to me, I said inflation is real. Inflation will cripple you ought to bring you to your knees. And in the areas of the state or areas of the country that have people who are struggling every day to make ends meet, you throw another 6 8% on top of everything else, it's almost... It's almost in, 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 impossible. For but isn't to it disingenuous to call this the, the Inflation not Reduction when you have a, Act no. if we're looking at a CPI that actually goes up? It's the only thing that we have ever done that has a chance to really fight inflation. I, Experts say that it's not going to fight inflation at the beginning. It may over the long term. But there are independent, nonpartisan groups that look at it and say it's not. And then, Senator, you add on to the student debt relief. Horrible. Which Horrible then erases breath. any deficit reduction that this administration was touting. I had no control, and do I do not support that. I think it's wrong. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. He starts out talking about how he knows
1: we can't afford inflation. We can't afford the 8% tax that it is when inflation is 8%. And, and then he, like, throws up his hands, like, oh, but, you know, uh, it's not my fault. Don't blame me for anything. He knew. He knew student loan. The question on that was coming at the end of August. Did he ever think about getting an assurance from the Biden administration that they weren't going to do that? Hey, by the way, you want me to sign this Inflation Reduction Act? And I'm getting close to signing it, but I need a promise from you that you're not going to forgive student loan debt and you're not going to give back whatever's in this bill. No, he didn't ask for that. He didn't think of that. Or if he did think of it, he realized that, eh, you know, I don't really care. I just kind of want people to think that I care.
2: Oh man, this guy Here's more, it gets worse Are Democrats going to pass this? Are Democrats going to pass this? Oh, I hope Democrats and Republicans will come to their senses, Brett. But you really need do. Republicans, right? We do need them. I mean, in the House, too. In the House, too. Are you calling work. Republicans out? Absolutely. In the House? Yeah, we'll be working with. I'm just saying, listen, put your politics aside. Uh. If you're mad at me or whatever, take me out of this equation. The bottom line is you have a piece of legislation in front of you that's been passed. Permitting is something we've always tried to do, all of us together. And I've been there with you. And why can't we look at that? we got a chance, and it'll, ha- it'll never happen again. Not in the next decade, maybe not in my lifetime. They'll ever get a chance to pass permitting. Because usually Democrats have not supported permitting reform. This is one time they benefit by it and they see it, but still yet, there are some, there are some reluctant, no matter any situation, to do anything that looks like it might help Fossil. I hope we come to our senses Put your
1: politics aside. Take me out of the equation. Let me translate that. Sure, I caved to political pressure. But I want you to put political pressure aside. And I don't want you to think about the fact that I broke my word to you. Now I want you to help me for breaking my word to you. Because I sold out the coal industry in West Virginia, by signing a green energy bill that needs an additional bill on permitting so there's not damage done to the main industry in my state. I need you to sign on to that, even though I stabbed you in the back. Please forget, I mean, I haven't stabbed you in the back today. Yes, I stabbed you in the back yesterday. But, I mean, today's a new day, right? The sun came up. Don't you feel better? Didn't you sleep through the night? You didn't die from me stabbing you in the back. So forgive me for stabbing you in the back. And by the way, uh, how dare you uh, be beholden to political pressure? Sure, I caved, but, I mean, we really need you not to. Home stretch on the show today. The... uh, Numbers from inflation yesterday precipitated a big, big drop on Wall Street, and uh, that news is, of course, bad, but uh, I'll be willing to go through 60 more days of bad news if it gets uh, us a red Republican wave in the midterm elections. we got to get control of both the House and the Senate. Uh, the House, I feel about mm, 99% confident of. The Senate... uh You know, momentum's a great thing. Herschel Walker has momentum in Georgia. Uh, I'm hoping Blake Masters can knock Mark Kelly out of the Senate in Arizona. Uh, It's it's unfathomable to me that in Pennsylvania, John Fetterman, the Democrat who's always wearing a hoodie. And now we know why he's wearing a hoodie, by the way. Uh, John Fetterman is wearing a hoodie because the few times he's taken the hoodie off, he has like this large, mysterious lump on the back of his head, on the back of his neck. Now, he had a stroke. Look, nobody wants to see anybody suffer medically. But what John Fetterman's family and the Democratic Party are putting him through, making him go out on the campaign trail when he's clearly not cognitively able to process words quickly, and that's why he doesn't want to debate Mehmet Oz. Because Fetterman on stage could be made to look very, very bad, very, very incompetent. Well, I mean, debating is the job of a U.S. senator, right? Like You have proposed legislation. What do you do? You get up in front of the Senate and you debate the merits of your legislation. That's what you do. John Fetterman can't do that on the campaign trail. He can't talk about what he stands for and why he stands for it, except in the few soundbites that we've heard. And the few soundbites that we've heard are scary. He is for... Boys playing girls' sports, boys having access to girls' private spaces if they claim they are transgender girls. And he is for the end of the filibuster. Now, I've said many times, and nothing has ever led me to believe I'm on the wrong track, when I say Democrats never hold a victory party. They never hold a victory party. They've gotten through the part of Build Back Better that they could get through because of all the things that I played for you from Joe Manchin where he caved to their pressure and foolishly thought they would deliver on their promise to him. You, Joe Manchin, you cannot trust liars like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to keep their word to you. Their word means nothing. Their word means nothing. You're an idiot. You got played for the idiot you are. And now you want Republicans to bail you out. And I hope they don't. I hope they don't. And when you run for reelection in two years, if you're dumb enough to do it, you're going to get absolutely eviscerated by West Virginia voters. More than likely, you're going to adjourn from politics into some cushy lobbyist job and make maybe even more money as an ex-senator than you are as a senator. That's the swamp of Washington. But in the vein of of the Democrats never holding a victory party, if the Democrats get control of the Senate... They are going to revive three things that we've heard about, but they realize that in this particular breakdown of the Senate, they don't have the ability to do. They are going to try to pack the Supreme Court. They are going to try to initiate some far-reaching, wide-sweeping, quote-unquote, voting rights reform, which will federalize elections which will make mail-in balloting and the fraud that that brings into the system available everywhere. And they will also try to end the Senate filibuster, where they have to have 60 Senate votes to get a law enacted. Now, they've already found a way around the filibuster by using budget reconciliation, which they've extrapolated beyond what budget reconciliation was originally hatched to do. There was nothing budgetary about the Inflation Reduction Act. Nothing at all. There was nothing budgetary about Obamacare. Nothing at all. But they used the reconciliation project process, which is expressly established for budgeting, to cram through, with all Democratic support, the things that they want to cram through. Now, there are those who will say, well, don't worry, Bruce. If the Democrats do away with the filibuster, it will come back to haunt them the way that, for instance, Harry Reid invoking the nuclear option on judicial appointments has come back to haunt them on the Supreme Court, because without Harry Reid cutting from 60 necessary votes to 50 necessary votes, Trump never would have been able to get through Gorsuch, Coney Barrett, and Kavanaugh, and we'd still have... Roe versus Wade as the prevailing precedent in the land. I hear that, but here's the thing. If they get through the filibuster blockade that is, exists now, I think they will so liberalize voting rights and so institute voting fraud in our electoral system that, in effect, every election from here on out will be impossible to win. It will be impossible to win because if they federalize elections and they're in power when they federalize elections, don't you think they realize that if Republicans ever get that power, they will use it against them? So they're going to institute a system so that Republicans never get that power. Sure, in theory, it sounds great. Like, well, okay, wait till we get that power. And then we'll... Well, there's one other thing they'll do if they get rid of the filibuster. They'll protect abortion rights in law, for sure. That will be the first thing they will do. So, if you think I'm inventing all this, you think I'm conspiratorial?
2: Our president has said he will not let the filibuster get in the way. If the Senate, through a majority vote, votes to pass the Women's Health Protection Act, he will sign it into law.
0: Legislative filibuster... Gone or just on this issue?
2: The president has been clear on this issue and on a very important issue in addition to that important issue, which is voting rights.
0: Hmm.
1: Just this issue and just voting rights. But not packing the Supreme Court. No, no, no. We won't do that. Right. Just like they only use reconciliation for budget items. Right. Once you break the filibuster, it's broken forever. And they'll use it on. What, what have they shown? That they're right on everything. Republicans are wrong on everything. There is no debate on the legislative merits of an issue. To them, everything is, well, you don't don't agree? You don't agree? Oh, well, um, the only possible way that you could not agree is that you're a racist, or you're an extremist, or you're a Nazi, or a fascist. See, the days for civil disagreement are over. You cannot disagree with a leftist position, with a Democratic position, because there is no room for disagreement. There's only an explanation of that disagreement boiling down to an inherent evil in you if you don't see it the way that they see it. So, this is why the Senate matters. This is why the race between J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan matters. This is why. We've got to get Adam Laxalt elected in Nevada. This is why we need to get Blake Masters, elected in Arizona, and Herschel Walker, elected in Georgia. If you don't get control of the Senate, if they get the ability to undo the last vestiges of the system our founders put in place, well, then we shouldn't be surprised that the country we inherit will not be the country our founders founded.